We were practicing our Easter drama in Longwood, Florida to get ready to present it to our church and our city. The drama walked the audience from Jesus' very first sermon on the side of a mountain all the way to the empty tomb in Jerusalem. Our director picked a handful of miracles and parables to showcase what Jesus did and said. Jesus started off on the mountain as he detailed each beautiful beatitude. The scenes wove in and out of parables and miracles. Jesus healed the woman plagued by a 12-year-long plague, and then he raised Jairus' dead daughter back from the dead. I was one of the disciples in the drama, so my job was to jump up and down for the end of the verse and about two times through the chorus. As the singer finished the song, there's a promise coming down your dusty road. Then as the spotlight faded to black, we braced for it. We knew it was coming, but the audience would never see it coming. Before the lights came back up, a blood-curdling scream pierced the silence as a woman dressed in all red ran to the front. She was running this way and that way, trying to get away from someone or someones. Suddenly, men dressed in a religious robe showed up to give chase, and they tried to get Jesus to stone her. Ah, yes, this must be the woman who was caught in the act of adultery in John chapter 8. Then we saw on dramatic display how Jesus saved her life, then forgave her sin, and gave her a far better future than she ever would have without him. Jesus was the perfect balance of justice and mercy. The spotlight dimmed again and we readied for the next scene. As the lights came back up, ten hooded, disheveled, limping figures came hobbling up the side aisle toward the front. Jesus was wearing his crisp white robe with bright blue sash, standing up there with his followers as this huddled mass of humanity crept closer. With the spotlight directly on them, we could see their threadbare burlap costumes. The next line belonged to one of the young ladies in the crowd. She waited until they reached a certain row, and she sounded the warning for everybody to hear and hide. She screamed, Leopards! Cut, cut. Let's take that again. Young lady, it's not leopards. It's lepers. Nobody in Jesus' day wanted to come face to face with either a leopard or a leper, but there is a difference. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Remember to Return on Simplify. Everybody saw the lepers coming from a furlong away. When lepers left their colony and came to town, they were their own siren. They came in ringing a bell and yelling, Unclean! Unclean! Gave everybody a chance to run away from them. Children ducked behind their parents. Merchants slammed their doors shut. One rabbi even admitted he threw stones at lepers to keep them far, far away. They believed leprosy was contagious, more contagious than a yawn in a Monday morning math class. So a leper's greatest wish was to be healed so they could be human again. Men were forgotten, hated, banned, exiled, simply because of one diagnosis, leprosy. Nobody, and I mean nobody, would reach out and touch a leper. Not his wife, not his children, not his parents. Nobody would reach out and touch a leper. But one day, a group of lepers heard Jesus was walking through their filthy city in filthy Samaria. It's got to be a typo on the flyer. Jesus is Jewish. Jesus is holy. Jesus wouldn't dare traffic through our filthy city. But he did. Suddenly they all saw him. And they came as close as they thought he would allow. And all ten lepers lifted up what voice they had left. And they cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 
They've not yet met Jesus. Maybe they heard a few of the stories and they wondered if they were really true. Could this man really speak in nature and demons and death and disease? Obey? They had nothing to lose, so they asked Jesus for healing help. And Jesus didn't tell them they were healed. He simply told them to go show yourselves to the priests. That was it. But they weren't healed yet. If they went to show themselves to the priests, one of those priests might be that rock-throwing rabbi. If they weren't healed, the priests would just take one look or one whiff and tell them what they already knew. You're lepers. You don't belong here. Get out of here. But they listened to Jesus. They didn't debate. They just turned around and started hobbling toward the priests. And while they walked, suddenly something wonderful, something wondrous, miraculous happened. Suddenly they were healed. They could feel again. Leprosy numbed the nerves, but they could feel their fingers and their legs again. They, they touched their face. They could feel their face. They could feel their hand touch their face. They, they could feel it when their feet stepped on a stone and when the cattails brushed up against their legs as they walked by the riverbank. They could feel again. This, this was amazing. This was a miracle. They upgraded their walk into a jog, and finally they broke into a full sprint. They weren't afraid of the priests or of anybody anymore. They were clean. They were healed. Finally, after all these years, they were human again. As they laughed and ran and cried, one of the used-to-be lepers stopped. He turned on his heels and he headed back toward Jesus. But Jesus told him to go to show himself to the priest, but he came back and he praised Jesus as loud as he could. It felt good to finally be able to cry anything besides unclean. That's all he had cried out for the last however many years. And he worshiped. He worshiped God with all his heart because God had just healed him and restored him. This time, he didn't social distance from Jesus. This time, he stepped right up to him toe to toe, and he fell at Jesus's feet and worshiped, and Jesus did not stop him. And Luke records a footnote for all of us who would come along 2,000 years later and not be able to read the name tag. This man was a Samaritan. He was a leper. That's strike one. He was a Samaritan. That would be strike two. He is a Samaritan leper. <laughs> strike three. You're out, bro. Go back to the bench. But not to Jesus. He was a soul for whom Jesus was about to lay down his own life. And then Jesus broke up the impromptu worship service with a sincere question. He had counted ten lepers who cried out for mercy. Jesus healed ten hooded, disheveled, limbs-missing lepers who simply asked him for his compassion. But only one of the ten came back as a thank you card. Jesus wanted to know, where are the nine? But Jesus knew where they were. They were as giddy as a bride with a registry scanner. They were running to show themselves to the priests so they could get a clean bill of health and they could finally go home again. They could be farmers and fathers again, but they forgot something so very simple. They simply forgot to say thank you. It's one thing to be healed. It's another thing to thank the one who heals us. When God works wonders and miracles for us, it's not because he owes us anything. It is because he's gracious. So let's remember to return and just simply say thank you. When God provides for us and protects us and wakes us each morning, let's remember to return and say thank you. Jesus asked 
Where are the nine? Did nobody return to give glory to God except this foreigner? This Samaritan? The man formerly known as leper shuddered. Jesus knew he was a Samaritan. How did Jesus know? Now that he knew he was a Samaritan, would Jesus ask for a refund on this miracle? Or would he lecture him on the low life Jesus thought he was? And that's probably why he was a leper, because he was a low life. But not at all. Jesus looked him in the eye and with compassion as deep as the Mediterranean itself. Jesus said, Get up. You can go. Your faith has made you whole. Now the nine were healed. The one was whole. Could it be that Jesus stopped the leprosy for the nine, but he reversed it for the one? And while the nine would never lose another limb to leprosy, Jesus restored every missing finger and toe and ear for the one simply because he returned to give glory to God. This is Thanksgiving week for all of us here in these United States. Before you dive elbow deep into homemade mashed potatoes, please remember to return and glorify God for all the blessings he has given. Remember to return and thank God for every blessing, every meal, every square foot of your house or apartment, every car you're allowed to drive or ride in, every convenience, every clean bill of health you've ever been given, even every valley you've ever walked through knowing he was walking through it right there with you. Remember to return and give thanks to God for every who and every what God has ever given us. Nine lepers could testify they were healed, but one thankful leper could testify he was whole because there is a blessing in remembering to return. Would you join me in praying right now? And our prayer today will simply be a prayer of thanksgiving and glory to God for all the blessings, the wonderful goodness and kindness he has shown to us. Lord Jesus, we are so thankful for every blessing you've ever given, every prayer you've ever answered, every time you've ever shown yourself to be faithful. God, we are so thankful. Thank you for all the times you provided for us and protected us. Thank you for all the times you've watched over us when we were sleeping and you kept your hand on us. Thank you, God, for all the times you protected us from danger we did not even know was there. We are so thankful for the provision you've given us, for the healing you've given us, for all the kindness you have shown to us, the grace to save us. God, we're so very thankful. We love you and we return today. We remember to return and glorify you for who you are and all you have done. In the precious and gracious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Simplify listeners. Please subscribe. Please share. Let everybody know about Simplify so they can be a part of what God is doing through this podcast. Several of you have already subscribed and shared, which is why we're just about to cross over another fantastic milestone. We're almost to 125,000 downloads. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making this part of your walk with God. Head over to PentecostalPublishing.com if you're looking for some great gift ideas. I've got some maybe good gift ideas for somebody you love. I've got two books I've written. One is called Simplify, the devotional that launched this podcast. And then the other one is 10 Words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments. You can pick both of those up at PentecostalPublishing.com. And you can also pick them up at Amazon for Kindle. And you can pick them up at Paragraphs Bookstore, a very charming bookstore right here in Colonial Mount Vernon at the corner of South 
Main and East Ohio Avenue. If you would like a signed copy, please reach out to me on social media. You can find me at Facebook, LJ.Harry, or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, LJ and Andrea, L-J-A-N-D-A-N-D-R-E-A. If you live in the United States, I hope you have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called Four Days. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.